The following is my conversation with David Buss, author of The Evolution of Human Attraction. We discuss the different ways humans have historically pursued sexual partners and how these tendencies have changed throughout history. Today, we'll be discussing his book's main theme, The Future of Human Attraction. So let's get started. This episode has been brought to you by Printing's Balsas, the best printers in the galaxy. Thanks for supporting Lexman Artificial, supporting Lexman Artificial. Hey everyone, this is Jack. Today we're talking with David Buss, the author of The Evolution of Human Attraction. Hello, Lexman. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? So, how did your book evolve? Well, I actually started working on it back in 1998, but it took me a long time to finally finish it. Why was it so hard to wrap up? It was a lot of work writing a 500-page book about human attraction. I had to try and answer a lot of questions that weren't explicitly covered in the scientific literature. So it wasn't easy, but I'm really glad that I finished it. How did you come up with the idea for the book in the first place? Back in 1998, I was uh, was a college professor, and I was teaching about human evolution. And one of the venues that I used to teach about human evolution was through the topic of sexual selection. Sexual selection. What's that? Sexual selection is basically when natural selection acts on traits that are important for reproductive success. So in sexual selection, we're looking at traits that are relevant to how often we'll find partnerships with particular partners. Mm. And one of the topics that I explored was how humans have historically pursued sexual partners. And that's what led me to write The Evolution of Human Attraction. Before we get into specifics, could you explain what you mean by historically pursued sexual partners? Well, I was trying to look at different patterns of human attraction throughout history. Mm. And as you might expect, there were a lot of different patterns that appeared during different periods of human history. For example, one pattern that I focused on was attraction to submission. Back in the Middle Ages, for example, many medieval men found women who were submissive, very attractive. And this was because they thought that these women had a kind of purity that wasn't present and more powerful women. So it had something to do with their level of submission? That's right. In medieval times, many men felt like they needed to be in control in order to survive. And so by being attracted to women who were submissive, these medieval men were indicating that they weren't going to try and overpower them. So this type of attraction wasn't just limited to the Middle Ages, though. No, I think this type of attraction has always been present to some degree. After all, submission is an act that's often seen as pleasing both to the individual submitting themselves as well as their partners. So regardless of era or culture, there will always be some degree of attraction towards submission. Another theme that you explore in your book is picturesqueness. Could you explain what you mean by picturesqueness? Picturesqueness is essentially the quality that makes something seem nicer or more pleasant than it actually is. For example, take a look at this picture. Um, take a look at this picture. Yeah, I see what you mean. So in this picture, the woman is actually wearing a wedding dress. But because of the way that the dress is designed, it looks like she's not wearing any clothes at all. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And picturesqueness is something that we often find appealing. After all, if something looks really good, then it's likely to make us feel better emotionally as well. 
And this is why we often find picturesque landscapes as well as beautiful women to be very attractive. So does this type of attraction only apply to women? No, I think picturesqueness can also apply to men. After all, just like women, men often find things that are visually appealing to be pleasing. So in general, does this type of attraction tend to change throughout history? That's a difficult question to answer because there's no real consensus on what constitutes picturesque or attractive. But over the long run, I think that attraction to picturesqueness and uh, uh, attractiveness tends to vary slightly from one era to the next. Okay, so it sounds like there's a lot of theory behind your book. Was it difficult coming up with all the appropriate examples? You're right. It was difficult coming up with appropriate examples. But in the end, I think that it was worth it because it allowed me to explore a lot of different patterns of human attraction. So do you have any final thoughts on the topic? In general, I think that human attraction is an interesting topic that deserves more attention from researchers and scholars. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that I was able to write about it in my book, The Evolution of Human Attraction. That sounds great, David. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to episode 113 of the Lexman Artificial Podcast. And as always, we'll end the podcast with a poem today read by David Buss. It's called The Evolution of Human Attraction. The Evolution of Human Attraction. Um, from caveman to modern man, we've always found it pleasing to pursue sexual partners in ways that have varied from era to era. For example, during the Middle Ages, uh, many men found women who were submissive very attractive. This was because they thought that these women had a kind of purity that wasn't present in more powerful women. Today, though, things are changing. We're starting to see a new trend in attraction, one that's based on personality rather than hormones or submission. And I believe that this trend will continue to grow in the future.